had just one wish this Christmas, I think I'd like to go back and be a little kid just one more time. I'd like to go back to about 1968 or so when all the grade oneers were handed a card and they had to spell out Bethlehem Star. It was beautiful, they started well, but the last four kids got mixed up and it spelled Bethlehem Rats. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Laugh Again with Phil Calloway. Here is an actual letter from a Denver kid written to Santa. I want a camera, a remote control car, a BB gun, some firecrackers, and most of all, an Xbox. If you don't get it, you'll be sorry. I know where the North Pole is. We looked it up at school. It's above Canada. Bring it to me or we'll have Prancer burgers tonight. I'm not kidding. The grill is cooking. We grown-ups aren't much better. Each December we find ourselves asking, what do I get for the person who has everything? May I make a small suggestion? How about nothing? How about an arm around a shoulder, an encouraging note? How about coffee together? I say we enjoy Christmas unplugged this year. We have more junk in our sheds, more sofas in our garages, and more vehicles in our driveways than ever before. And when we run out of room, do we help out the poor? No. We rent out self-storage units to fill with junk we have no use for. We're stuffaholics. We want it. We must have it. We want others to see it. And we don't own it. The banks do. The only thing worse than the debt on our new car is the fear that no one's going to notice when we drive up in it. Someone basically said this to me. We just bought a new van, and I am so happy to drive around in it and smell the new seats. The engine purrs like the tiniest kitten. The doors shut like Ziploc bags, and the tires hug the corners like they're saying goodnight. My daughter spilled milk on the floor. Someone scratched the side of it while I was shopping. A tiny scratch, I know, but if I find the one who did it, I will have some things to say. Happiness is nice, but right now I'd settle for revenge. You know, I spent the day at a multimillionaire's mansion last summer. He kept telling me how expensive things were and how he really couldn't afford what he had. I asked him why he had it. He paused. I guess I never had anything when I was a kid. I didn't want my children growing up that way. Sometimes I meet incredible people that God has entrusted lots of money to, but you rarely meet a wealthy man who says he has enough. Have you seen the advertisements? You poor thing. You don't drive a blue Mercedes like this one. You do not lounge around in the silk pajamas like the couples in this catalog. You don't eat bronze chicken in a perfect kitchen with perfect lighting and perfect children who laugh at all your jokes while the Labrador retriever lies at your feet flealess and grinning. How do you live with yourself? What the images really sell us is discontent. Contrast such a message with the life of Jesus. You know how full of love and kindness our Lord Jesus Christ was, wrote Paul in 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Though he was very rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. In Romans 12, Paul paints a beautiful picture of this rich community of people living in simplicity. They are hospitable giving freely to meet each other's needs. They celebrate with those who celebrate and grieve when others grieve. They share, they serve, they trust. They teach us that the antidote for stuffaholism isn't having less, it's giving, as Jesus gave. When we pass on our hard-earned stuff to someone who needs it more than we do, when we share our wealth, people become more important than things do. God is honored, and here's the thing, we experience freedom and real joy. Our wealth doesn't own us because it ceases to define us. I hope you're generous this Christmas. I hope you give something away, even today. You'll have so much fun doing this that you'll begin to make a habit of it. And then you'll shock people. You'll liberate yourself. And you'll discover that one of the greatest secrets to bringing joy to your life is to bring it to others. 
dad jokes, encouragement, biblical truths. What more could you want? If you're enjoying what you're hearing on Laugh Again, we encourage you to share with a friend. The vehicle of laughter and stories of shared struggles open the door for the gospel to be welcomed into heavy hearts in need of the hope of Jesus. So go ahead and share Laugh Again today. It might just leave an impact deeper than you could ever imagine. Laugh Again, truth bringing laughter to life.